Welcome back to Walk-Ins. Welcome. We're glad you're here. We are here and we exist to help the urgent care community get found on the internet, become better leaders in their industry, uh, have more patients coming through the door. And what a great opportunity, Michael, we have today to talk to Anna Peacock yeah. with Urgent Care for Children. Yeah. So Anna Peacock, she's the VP of Marketing and Communications at Urgent Care for Children. She's been there for a couple of years now. I was stalking your LinkedIn. You've kind of graduated through the, the business a little bit recently, which is really cool to see. But yeah, we're, we're excited because you're, you're unique in the sense of you're a multi-location urgent care. It's got a lot going on. A lot of urgent cares we talk to, they're like one to five. Y'all are closer to 20 or getting closer to 20 now. And so we're very excited because you're, you're dealing with problems and challenges that are unique compared to like an individual urgent care. So thank you for coming to join our podcast today. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. It's, uh, it's been a wonderful progression joining the company back in 2019. And so I've held three roles within urgent care for children and it has blessed me um, probably far more than I've ever I could ever bless them. So it's been wonderful. Well, hopefully it's a mutual win-win relationship that you have there. Uh, I know that you've been there going on what, three years now? Yes, I believe it's sitting like right at two years, eight months. So I've been there for a minute now. And it's been when I first joined in 2019, I can say that we only had three clinics. So uh, we have 17 as of today, and we will have 19 by the end of next week. Well, I cannot wait to learn how y'all are developing that out from a corporate or franchise or whatever. But before we do anything else, I've got to know one thing about you that nobody else knows that you would share with us. That's tough because I'm pretty much an open book. If you ask, I'm going to tell um, okay. for the most part. I mean, I can keep a good secret, but <laughs> Second I would probably say maybe about me personally. I think in my past life, I was on Broadway. I That's love Broadway awesome. music. I don't listen to it as much as I used to, but I actually lived in New York for a brief period of time and loved that. But yeah, I love Broadway music. I love the theatrics of it all, but um, not something I ever plan to pursue. You certainly don't want to hear my voice. I did dance for a while, but no, I think in my past life, I probably would have like pursued Broadway or been a professional baker, but I'm, I'm quite happy with my career path now. <laughs> So, so this is amazing to me. Here we are. We have somebody from Broadway who wanted to bake that does urgent care marketing. I love this so much. You have no idea because, wow, what, what that is not a straight line. It, you know, I can I can just tell you all kinds of things that you could just wrap your mind around. But no, I I've. Um, I really enjoyed um, getting to go see shows when I lived in New York and I trained for dance up there as well when I was younger. So it, uh, I have a lot of respect for what those people do. Um, I certainly couldn't do it. Uh, well, don't sell yourself short. Um, <laughs> we, you know, it takes quite a bit of leadership skills to progress through the ranks at the level that you have with the type of company as urgent care for children. Right. So, um, I saw, because I was stalking you a little bit, I wanted to know, hey, what's the, tell me more about this, but I want to know. Mm -hmm. And I saw something very, very cool that like in maybe even the past week you just completed, which is the Disney leadership, right? I need to know about that. And I've, that's a twofold question. One, you got to tell me about it. And two, how are you applying it to Urgent Cares? How are you applying it to your company? Yeah, so in my newest role at Urgent Care for Children, I've been 
given the opportunity and the blessing of leading a team. And so I take that very seriously. And I've had some really great mentors, both within urgent care for children and outside of the company that have taught me leadership skills over the course of my career. But I decided to take urgent care for children actually allows for its um, leadership to take this course. And so it is, I believe the official name is Walt Disney's uh, Leadership Excellence course. And so it really focuses on creating and maintaining values and vision within a company, which I think is so important in today's world where things are changing so quickly. There has to be one core element of the company that doesn't change. And for us, that's our values and our vision is adaptable. And, you know, as things change, you know, we can adapt that. But as long as we stay true to our values, that's what's most important. And so that course really focuses on, like I said, creating, maintaining and implementing values and vision and how those can change over time. And I found it to be really effective. Now, as far as applying it in this role, I actually had the honor of sitting on the board of uh, people within the company when we established our vision. Um I mean, establish our values, excuse me, the vision is ongoing, but it was a really neat experience. So I carry that with me every single day, just reminding myself that our core values at Urgent Care for Children are to provide quality care to our patients, convenient care, and continuity of care to our communities. I would love to unpack the continuity. I think that's pretty clear, the first two, Mm -hmm. but when you say continuity of care, that's pretty that wasn't just thrown in there haphazardly. Tell me about that. Yeah. And I think it, you know, when you go back to the early days of urgent care for children, we were founded in 2017 here in Birmingham by a group of physicians, neonatologists, um, pediatricians, surgeons, entrepreneurs who had a very certain vision. And we remained physician owned and operated today, which is something I'm very proud of. Um, Our leadership intentionally added continuity of care because these children who come to see us, keep in mind, we see patients ages zero to 21. When they come to see us, we are a bridge between their primary care pediatrician and the emergency room, right? You don't, when your child wakes up at, from a nap at 4.30 and has an earache and is crying, your pediatrician's closing down for the day and you certainly don't want to go to the emergency room and pay an outrageous copay for an ear infection or simply just peace of mind because that's really the kicker when you go to the ER and find out, you know, I could have just gone to an urgent care. But we see those patients and bridge that gap while also staying in continuous contact with their primary care pediatrician. So we don't compete with these primary care pediatricians. We have really great relationships with them, which I think is very important to our business model. And we, uh, a few ways that we serve our pediatricians is that we, we don't do sports physicals. Okay. We believe in the American Academy of Pediatrics concept of the medical home, which says that each child should have a place that they return to for these long-term Uh, evaluations, immunizations, and care for that type of stuff. So we don't do uh, routine immunizations. We do offer seasonal immunizations. So COVID-19 flu, but that's the extent of immunizations that we do. You're not doing measles, mumps, and rubella, that kind of stuff. Right. No, we do not do blue cards. We do not do anything like that. That's something that, you know, because if you think about it, you know, and 
it's not to say that, you know, I'm certainly not knocking anybody any urgent cares that do sports physicals because I believe it can be done. But for us, it just makes sense for the child to return to their medical home and who has an extensive history of, you know, any scans, any heart issues, anything like that that may have come up um, that the parent may not remember and disclose during a brief urgent care visit for a sports physical. Um, so like I said, we don't do sports physicals, we don't do immunizations, and we don't do well visits. So you won't find us um, doing follow-up visits. We send a one-page summary fax to these primary care pediatricians. And so after their visit with us, their pediatrician gets a rundown of the tests we ran, the antibiotics we administered if needed, um, or the care instructions that we provided to them. That way, when mom comes in for a follow-up with a pediatrician, she's not having to scroll through her phone or try to remember a call dad to figure out what antibiotic was given. Like I said, if needed, um, really put a lot of stress on that because in all cases, antibiotics are not always needed in children, but it's extremely convenient. You know, what's interesting about that, Anna, is, you know, most of the urgent cares that we work with aren't focused on children's urgent care, right? They're not, mm -hmm. they're not kid focused. And it's funny that you say, hey, we've defined our lane and we want to stay in our lane. Mm -hmm. And then the I want to say average is probably not the right word, but the non child focused urgent care tends to want to be all things to you. Um, they want to be your urgent care for immediate need. And they also want to be your primary care uh, caretaker as well. Um, it's interesting that y'all bridge that gap between the the urgent care itself and then creating and bridging that relationship over to the uh, pediatrician that's pretty rare and i think that you know why it works from both a marketing and a business model standpoint for the urgent cares the adult urgent cares that offer sports physicals primary care thing like things like that most adults i mean First of all, given our culture in today's day and age, we want things now. We want it all in one place. We want to be able to go in, go out, and be done. So it's super convenient to know that you can just access your primary care through your urgent care. Are you kidding me? That's great. Right. Um, and on top of that, for an adult, a lot of adults surprisingly do not have primary care physicians. Mm -hmm. So when you go into that urgent care and you see that pitch, it makes sense. Well, I might as well come back here. I like it here. It's it's a good feel. I like the position, you know, things like that. Sure. Easy fit. Now for children from essentially birth, um, from birth until age 18 to 21, most children have a pediatrician. It's essential that they get those vaccinations. They have those, you know, things that they get checked out, things like that. So I think it just it just is different. So with children, I really think that it's important that, you know, we stick to our medical home concept and send those kids back to their primary cares. But I certainly don't, like I said, don't think that it's a um, faux pas, if you want to say, for those who do offer the sports physicals. It's just not something that we dip in. Right. Nice. Well, I'm curious, uh, looking at some of the questions that we have lining up here. So it's funny that you started uh, at urgent care for children right before COVID became a, a thing. Like you were, I guess, right on the edge of that. Like, that, I'm sure that was fun to go through. But um, but now that we're in a new year, we've been two years into COVID, now we're into 2022. What's working for you guys from a marketing standpoint, like what you're focusing on right now? You know, what is, if you were going to say, hey, this is our big thing for this year, what are y'all doing this year compared to the rest of the past couple of years? 
if COVID has taught us anything, not just in 2020 or 2021 and to the start of this year, is that you have to be adaptable. Um, you have to be willing to come again. So you, that's true statement. Like that. You can't so get away with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I believe that we all need to plan, right? You know, we can't operate marketing for a urgent care with 20 locations with no plan. Um, so we certainly have a plan, but I think being adaptable, I mean, that is something that we are really holding ourselves to. And my team is working really hard to do this year is just stay flexible. Yes. We're going to have our routine, um, season of, you know, breaks and stitches and lacerations and things of that nature. But, you know, COVID is completely changed the ball game when it comes to different variants and things like that. So the one thing that we're really sticking to this year is just being adaptable, willing to change, which for a type A personality is actually quite challenging. Um, <laughs> I will say. But as far as like actual marketing tactics to answer that question a bit more specifically, I will say that digital just continues to dominate the space, right? I mean, it's, it's really just continually, I'm amazed at what comes out each year. So that goes back to being adaptable and willing to adjust the plan and the budget based on what is proving to be most successful in terms of drawing, drawing ROI, but, and patient volume, but just continuing to look into digital strategies and doing the best that we can to stay on top of our Google ads, to make sure those keywords are as rich as possible. SEO is top of our game, things like that. Now, not saying print is not important. I'm never knocking one by saying one thing, but um, man, that digital is just where it's at, right? Uh, we, we agree. <laughs> we definitely agree. And we also agree that digital shouldn't be your only leg on marketing. There's, there's layers to it and they all help each other over time too. Uh, exactly. but I, you're talking about your team. So I'm curious, like, uh, is there more than just you on the marketing in, inside of urgent care for children? Who's on your team? Like, what does your team look like? Yeah. So up until fall of 2021, it was just me coming from a reporting background. I was used to the one man band atmosphere. Um, but I was very grateful to gain help in three spectacular women. I truly cannot say enough about the three of them. They are, they each have their own really unique skill sets. Sets while all of them have marketing backgrounds. Um, you know, one's really strong writer, one's a great graphic designer, one is one of the best people person I know. And so they are spectacular. Now, as far as the layout, geography, that kind of thing, um, we have a they're basically regional. So we have one specialist based in Birmingham. And she services the Birmingham area, the Birmingham metro area. So for us, that's like Birmingham, Vestavia, Tuscaloosa, Montgomery, Trustville. And then she also manages East Memphis. Okay. So we now have three clinics in the East Memphis area, um, Cordova, Collierville, and Memphis. And then wow. we have, and then we have, um, another specialist who's based in the Chattanooga area and she services North Alabama, Chattanooga and Auburn, which is opening next week. And then lastly, but not least, we have Natalie. She services Louisiana and South Alabama. So that's our Mandeville, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, Daphne and Mobile. Wow. A lot of stuff to cover. <laughs> busy, busy. So you're, we, busy. 
Your growth and expansion model, has that been through corporate stores opening or are you doing a franchise model? What's working for you all? Um, it all comes right out of the corporate office, which okay. is something they I see a lot of pride in. Um, we have really gotten it down to a science. Like I said, it is a full team effort. We have what I would argue to be the best team in the country to roll out these clinics in record time, but not compromising time for efficiency and quality. Um, we have someone who manages real estate. We have clinical affairs, vice presidents. We have, let's see, we have finance, we have credentialing, you name it. We've, we've got somebody for it. And so it has been all out of the corporate office. We do not operate off a franchise model at this time. And so we have just cranked it all out by ourselves. Essentially, we opened up 10 clinics last year. So it was a wild ride, a lot of miles on the road. And I think we, we get a, um, a true sense of joy out of opening up these clinics. So it doesn't get old for us. So I'm curious, since you guys are on a pretty hot, uh, good track of opening and get them going, what are some of the key marketing things you do for these brand new clinics to the area? What are some key things that you know, like, okay, we have to do these things to make sure they're off on the right foot? Yeah, I think first off is studying the market that you're going into. I work very closely with our VP of real estate, Neil Owens. He's wonderful about, we have a software program that allows us to see what type of market um, we're entering and the statistics of the area. So knowing who you're serving, are you serving? For us, we accept most insurances, including Medicaid. So we're able to serve um, really essentially the whole community, which is great. And we have an affordable self-pay option as well. So we study the area that we're going into. That's number one. You got to know who you're serving. You can't just put an ad out there and think that it's going to land um, amongst whoever sees it just because they're a parent. So we really try to be specific, study the area. Um, we like to get our hands dirty. We love to figure out what's going on in the community. How can we get involved? I think that's um, a, maybe a lost art in marketing that's kind of fading away as digital becomes more powerful. As people lose the um, think that the importance of events is less. But people more than ever want to connect with people in person. After being locked up for two years with COVID, we're itching to get out and, you know, go try a new restaurant or travel to a new hotel or a new area to try something out. And so events are certainly not lost. So getting plugged in with uh, different events, schools, things that are happening in the community, because at the end of the day, we're community partners. Yes, we're a business, but we have invested in the community that we're serving. So events, and then of course, um, exploring all digital opportunities, whether that's um, retargeting, Google ads, Google ads are a staple, right? I mean, that's, that's going to happen. We know that's going to happen no matter where we go, but figuring out what these people are searching, uh, what is a need in their community, because, you know, take this for example, we are offering COVID-19 vaccines at all of our clinics, and while they have been popular in Birmingham and our Alabama clinics and in general, if we had not studied the market in New Orleans, we wouldn't have known that it was mandated for, I would have to check on this, but it's either the county or the city schools for the children to have the COVID-19 vaccine. Mm -hmm. So if we didn't know that, we would be completely underserving that community and focusing on that message. Cause well, it is a message that we portray currently in our advertising in Alabama and Tennessee. It's something that certainly needs to be focused on a bit more down in Louisiana where parents are just scrambling to get the vaccine for their child so that they continue to go, can continue to pursue their education. 
It was a horrifying thought. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not going to get into the vaccine talk. I am. No, it's uh, not even about the vaccine. It's it, it. I don't mean to say that. It's just weird. Anyway, I better not. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm not trying to get into a debate. Right. I just, wow. We all yeah, agree. I you have children. I've got three boys. And I'm trying to think of any government said you have to do this for to your child. And I'm going. I know. I know. It's. I could dive into, um, I'll, I'll give you a little piece. I'm a former pageant girl. So I, um, I try to stay pretty up to date on politics and things like that. So I have my opinions, but I am double vaccinated and boosted. I uh, did just complete um, my first round of COVID. It was not fun, but yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's tough. I'm just going to say it's tough. And I think no matter where you stand on the political line, we can all agree on that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Don't want to get into politics. That's not the point. So um, it's just, it's amazing that it's even come to that. But with that, I want to fire off a couple of questions and I know you have some things here too. Um, But one of the things is like, okay, you came in right at kind of the beginning of urgent care for children. What is one marketing strategy that you, you would have said, if you were going back, this is the one thing I have to do. It's non-negotiable. And this is for those urgent cares that are listening right now that may not know what marketing strategy they need to sew into first. I'm going to show all my colors here and not hide anything. I knew very little about Google ads when I came okay. into urgent care for children. Um, when I came into this role, urgent care for children was outsourcing their marketing to a local agency. And so they took care of, that aspect and then we eventually transitioned to all in-house and I think there's benefits to both and a lot of times operating with both is very effective but that's another topic for another day and so I would say learn as much as you can about Google ads it can be quite a beast there are a lot of parts to it Um, I am all self-taught with the help of different courses a few like online courses and things like that, but um, don't close something off just because you don't know about it. So learn as much as you can, you know, it's ever evolving. And, you know, that I think people are always worried, oh, am I going to lose my job in marketing? I'm scared with digital, all this stuff. Continue to make yourself relevant. Keep taking classes, keep reading books. You're not going to lose your job. If you continue to prove yourself and show that you are on top of the newest trends, which is something that I challenge myself to do every single day, then you're going to be just fine. But the market is changing every day. So you have to stay on top of it. But going back, I would just tell myself, really study Google ads, because if as an urgent care, top of mind is great and it's important, but what about those parents who are on the road and just need a quick urgent care to stop by? What are they, what are they going to do? They're turning to Google. Yep, so really invest time in Google. Well, you talk about the trending stuff too, because like one of the things that we know are coming down the Google ads pipeline is the, re- the removal of text ads going into responsive ads only. Uh, and that's like a shock to the system that's coming. And like, we've already moved past that as a team, but uh, but just those little things make a big difference because what you like, what you learned six months ago doesn't necessarily apply to today. And talking about Google Ads as, as a whole, with urgent cares, the way we talk to urgent cares, if they can't do anything with us, it's at a minimum Google Ads. Like we tell them, like, 
we have all these other options for you, but if you, if you're working on a budget or whatever, you're starting at Google ads. Cause we know that's an effective strategy, no matter what happens. Exactly. And you can change. That's what I tell folks to, you know, who are in the industry or in similar industries. I just say, look at Google ads because you can really work with a, a small budget and see results from it on Google. And just like you said, I mean, and I think that's something that I've learned over time, especially with social media, is just that right when you get comfortable with the platform, it's going to change. Right when you think you understand the algorithm or how the search um, is populated or anything like that, it's going to change. So don't get frustrated. Get um, get inspired to learn more. Oh, yeah. That's good information. I love that uh, for that marketing director that needs to know where to start. Hey, educate yourself and, and get very familiar and get super comfortable with change because Google changes this platform on a regular and consistent basis. It's forever beta. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, so a couple of final questions as we wrap up on today's podcast. Uh, two questions. So one is the biggest challenge that you face dealing with 20 locations like if you hadn't boiled down to one look like one challenge what is it and then the other site that's probably similar to it what is your number one focus right now if i had to say the biggest challenge you know we have a really great staff we thankfully get really great reviews because of our staff from a marketing standpoint, maybe just time. I mean, in full transparency, time. I mean, the emails never stop. Um, our marketing team very proudly mans not only serving as a face of the company and spokesperson for the entire entire model, but um, we also answer all Google My Business reviews. We answer all Google My Business messages. We filter through a contact at Children's Urgent email account. Um, I record all the voicemails for the uh, phone lines. You know, we we put a lot of thought into each element of our brand. And so because we do that, it's a time thing. And I don't say that like, Oh, HR, please hire us more people. That's not the struggle. I don't think that adding more people onto the team is going to give us more time. We've got some of the most talented marketing women, I think, in the Southeast, if not the country, working for this company. And so with them, I don't think it's a matter of adding more folks. I think it's just time. And because we are a 365-day operation, um, I do find myself popping up in the after hours on my computer, but it's because we love what we do. And I think that's why our brand is so strong and continues to be strong as we roll, roll out clinics across the country. Now, the second part of that question, remind me what it was. <laughs> as, yeah. So, so we talked a bit about the biggest challenge, but as you're in your current role that you're in right now, what is your number one focus? My biggest focus is meeting patients where they are and serving them with the quality care that they need in that moment. So I think it's important from a marketing perspective for marketing professionals to have a very good understanding of how their clinics or how their business operates. So I have a full understanding of how the corporate office works, but sometimes I have to really challenge myself to go into the clinics and see how things are going and 
how does the check-in process work? How does, you know, the, how does this work if a patient comes in and, you know, they have a need that may need to be seen in the emergency room and not in urgent care? What is that process like? So I challenge myself to go into the clinics frequently and sit in there and just be a fly on the wall, ask questions, you know, speak with the office managers, see how things work. Not because I, you know, have a better idea of how it should operate, because that's certainly not the case, but I just want to learn and be a sponge and learn as much as I can, because if I don't have the right information of what type of care is given and how our processes are, how can I accurately communicate that to our communities? You Mm -hmm. can't. So that's my biggest focus and my biggest challenge for myself into this year is just continue learning and continue sitting in on these clinics, learning from the office managers, because each location has its own unique challenge. And so learning what those challenges are and how we can target that community to overcome those challenges and best serve them. Nice. Yeah, it's like that that model, a little bit of secret shopping your own place to kind of see how a regular customer or patient is being treated and is adhering to the values that you're so set for. So yeah, that's good to hear that. Because I, I think some clinics, especially like this, the one or two locations, they're not thinking about that. You know, they're not going to, they just see a patient coming in and going out and we treated them, but they don't think about that entire step process was it a positive experience the whole way through we have a whole episode talking about that about yeah. that experience so it's a good one too. <laughs> all right we appreciate that <laughs> leave us five stars yeah and i will, I will say something <laughs> soliciting, she's did. soliciting reviews while we're in the middle of the interview i love it <laughs> <laughs> i will say one thing that i recently did um and i don't do this to once again I don't do it to try and catch somebody not doing their job because I've quite frankly never had that problem when I've done this at our urgent cares and it makes me very proud, but we do service adults for COVID-19 testing, flu testing and strep. So I, like I said, recently was diagnosed with COVID-19, fully recovered now, but we do a drive-through operation of COVID-19 testing for adults at our Vestavia location. And so we had just ramped it back up within the last few weeks and just to see how things were going. I just registered like a normal patient. I didn't tell the office manager I was coming. I didn't tell anybody I was coming. I just signed up through the portal, did it, went through it myself to see how it ran. And I learned so much. Once again, team did an excellent job, but it allowed me to see firsthand what the experience was like, maybe where some areas of improvement are and how we can best market this to our communities. Because how can you market something if you don't know about it? You can't. Yeah, you really can't. You, you make really good educated guesses, but you can't really do it effectively until you've understand the process. Exactly. If I could just tell people one one thing, get your hands dirty, get your hands dirty, learn as much as you can get down in the nitty gritty. Um, just because I work out of the corporate corporate office doesn't mean that I can't um, go into the clinic and sweep up vomit if needed or anything like that. Be willing to jump in on all fronts. I volunteer, Michael, for sweeping up vomit. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Anna, what a great time we've had so far today. And I was going to ask you to leave us with words of wisdom, but you just said it, get your hands dirty, get involved, go out there and check out your own process so that you can refine that and then market that to the masses. I love it so much. That's awesome. Yeah. It's good to hear that even on a larger scale, some of the most simple concepts still apply. Like it's still just reviewing what your clinic's actually doing, like just boil it down to that. So it's really good to hear that. Exactly. Listen to your customers, listen to your patient base, the community and what they need and do as much as you can to serve them. I think, I believe at the end of the day, that's our purpose is to serve. So whether that's through marketing or whatever it may be, I think it's important that you see it for your own 
on two eyes. Well, we continue to say that uh, what you do matters. Uh, the impact that urgent cares are having on the local compute, uh, computer, computer, the local community <laughs> is profound. And uh, thank you for stepping up and being a leader in your own organization and providing excellent quality care. Um, that means a lot to everybody in the whole industry. Rising tide raises all ships, right? So oh, yeah. continue to do that. Thank you guys so much. And I certainly want to pass the, the the torch on to you guys and just say that, you know, the work that you're doing to further educate professionals like myself, I've learned something from every podcast and I've written, I have notes on my phone right here um, from different podcasts. So I, I'd never want to know everything. So it's, it's great to continue learning and you guys provide a great avenue for that. I love it. Well, look, thank you for the kind uh, compliment there. And thank you for listening. And more importantly, thank you for coming back on in the future because we're going to have you. I'm just going to throw that out there in advance because we'll, we'll call on you here in the next few months. That sounds good. I'm up for it. Thanks, Anna. Appreciate your time today. Good to see you, Anna. Thank you. Bye.